Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is uh, 309 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 63 degrees and mostly cloudy outside. As you can hear, I'm still a little bit under the weather, but I'm here, able to talk today. That was the big thing yesterday. My, my voice was in and out. Um, you know, you hit that wall and every now and then you just have to... Throw the flag and uh, lay in bed the whole day. But uh, I'm here today feeling better. I think yesterday was definitely the peak of whatever I've been dealing with, this sinus issue. But uh, yesterday it kind of took my voice. So that was the big thing that uh, had me make the call yesterday. I appreciate Sue Henry coming in on such short notice. Like she said, she's a Paw Patrol, always on call. And I appreciate it. I I know the show's always in good hands when Sue's here. So I was uh, happy to hear when she came on the air at uh, 3.07 yesterday. But uh, we're here today. I'm going to ask for a little help from you guys today, what you want to talk about, what you want to hear, some participation from you guys. I know Fridays you usually lay back a little bit, but uh, uh, I want to hear from you guys today. 570-883-0098. I want to hear what kind of bumper music you may want to hear today. We could throw some of that in. Keep Jake on his toes. And, uh, you know... Get some input from you guys, the listeners out there. You know, my friends out there that, that tune in each day, if you tune in for a half an hour, an hour, or the full three hours, you know, I appreciate you each and every day. So I want to incorporate more and more. You know, coming on 10 months I've been here now. You know, I'm, I'm more than open to constructive criticism or input. So, you know, if you want to hear something special during a bumper music, you know, let me know. Hopefully we can get that on. We may be able to accommodate you. The holiday Season pretty much is upon us. I saw that uh, today is really the day that people start to travel for Thanksgiving. They they were showing the air traffic from around the nation, and it's already picked up. It's Today's the day they started increasing their flights, and it goes all the way until next Sunday and Monday. So, uh, you know, it's that time of year. Are you traveling this year? You know, let us know if you plan on going somewhere, driving, pl- flying, taking a train. Or you're just going, you know, to the next town over to be with family. Hopefully they're close for you. Hopefully you could be with them. But let us know what what your plans are. I, I I'm here Monday and Tuesday next week. I did take Wednesday off because I will be out of town. But uh, you know, we'll talk about the Thanksgiving and what's to give thanks about, and what what kind of dishes you'll be making for Thanksgiving. What's your specialty? What is you? What do you and your family like the morning of Thanksgiving? Do you eat an earlier dinner? More like a, a late lunch, early dinner, or do you eat the dinner at, a, at dinner time or a late dinner even? We kind of go later, but we're going to talk about that next week just to give you a little sneak peek there. This will be the first Thanksgiving we're not hosting. My son and his wife will be hosting Thanksgiving this year, so you know we're not in charge. But we'll talk about that on Monday and Tuesday. But I want to hear you know what you guys are... Uh, What you guys are up to. Got a text message in already. We want to hear about Happy Friday things and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving some stuff. Okay. Well, we're gonna, we are going to talk about that. It, it is the holiday weekend coming here in, in Northeast Pennsylvania. Scranton and Wilkes-Barre will be having their parade. Got to put in a plug for that. Uh, this Saturday's WILK News Radio invites you to the Scranton Santa Parade beginning at 9.15 a.m. in downtown Scranton. Wilkes-Barre Christmas Parade beginning at 3 p.m., ending at Public Square with the Christmas tree lighting. 
You get details on the events page at wilknewsradio.com. Our sister stations will be there as well. So uh, come on out. There's also a lot of other things going on as far as... uh, As far as, you know, family things to do, the, the, the Nayog Park Holiday Light Show and winter concerts are already scheduled. The uh, Electric City elaborate annual holiday light show at Nayog Park will kick off Monday at 5 p.m. and continue right until January 6th. The Muni- uh, Scranton Municipal Recreation Authority Chairman Bob Gattens said they're also having a concert. Sunday, November 19th, the Dave Harris duo, and this is going to be from 2 to 4 p.m., the community room near the former pool complex. And they'll be uh, on Sundays through the holiday season. So Sunday, November 19th, you'll have Dave Harris duo. December 3rd, Cullen, Bordeaux, and Ambrosia. December 10th, Jumpstart Music duo. December 17th, Luango Brothers Duo. And the concerts are weather permitting. Donations will be accepted at the door. But it's a good time of year. I always enjoyed over the years driving driving um, on 81 and, and able to see the uh, holiday light display through the trees on your left-hand side if you're coming north, on your right-hand side coming down. And, and we've gone up there when my kids were smaller. Haven't done it. In recent times, but hopefully if, uh, if family from out of the area comes in, it's something that we always uh, look to check in on. You also have the holiday tradition as the lights are ready to top the Times building. Yesterday they performed the annual holiday theme maintenance of the tower up on the Scranton Times building at 149 Penn Avenue. It's uh, known as the area's tallest Christmas tree. Or if you uh, ever watch The Office, it's the uh, Paris of Northeast Pennsylvania. Kind of looking like the Eiffel Tower, I guess. It'll be held from 4 to 6 p.m. after the brightly covered lights go on. And this will be... It'll be held Wednesday. Next Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m., and after the brightly colored lights go on, fireworks display will be present. So if you're in the Scranton area, there, and, and I know this this place is all, I'm probably missing something. You know, if, if Mayor Brown is listening, if, you know, his people are listening, if they want to call in and say what the Wilkes-Barre is doing, if your town is doing something, if your organization is doing something, by all means, call in. Definitely want to get it out there, especially if it's this weekend or the upcoming week. So people can write them in the plans. You know, this is the biggest time for family to come back home. A lot of the college kids that have been away are back home to hang out with their high school friends, brag about how their freshman year, junior year, sophomore year, senior year of college is doing. You know, people who are already in the workforce come back to visit family and hang out. That's why, what, is Wednesday night the biggest bar night of the year, I believe? Is that still true? Does that still hold true? So, uh... What do we got? Some text message here. Hey, Rob, Mike from Plains checking in. Please have Jake play Hot to Handle by the group UFO. Thanks. Also got a Dave Matthews band. Come on. All right, we could do that. And football after the big meal. Yes, always. See, we're a big snack, Nosh, person in the afternoon. 
of Thanksgiving while, while all the, the major dishes are being prepared. We kind of like the finger foods for the day. We watch football. You know, obviously watch the uh, parades. When the kids were younger, we went from the, the New York City parade to the Disney parade, which the Disney parade is filmed mostly earlier. You guys do know that, right? We've, uh, I had the opportunity to spend three Christmases in Disney. And th- th- although they do the parade every day, the one they broadcast to you on TV is mostly not the day of Christmas Day. There are some live shots that day, but the majority of that parade is pre-filmed, I believe, in late November, early December. I'm sorry. It, uh, scratch that. Early November, <laughs> it's filmed. Uh, and if I know it's so much costlier now, but if you ever have the opportunity to go to Disney World during Christmas, New Year's, it's really a really nice time to go. Mind you, it is extremely crowded and then extremely not crowded in the matter of days. Um, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, it is extremely packed. But if you hang on till January 3rd, maybe January 4th, the place is a ghost town. It's empty. A little bit before, the week before Christmas, it's empty as well. But it was a good time to go, and you know my kids got spoiled, and one year... One of them said to me, uh, do we have to go to Disney for Christmas again? And that was the last year we went. Because if you're not going to appreciate it, I'm not going to spend all that time and effort and, of course, money to get down there. One of the other things, you know, I was talking to some friends this weekend. And uh, actually one of their family members said something to them about the cost of gifts. And listen, if you are stretching to make ends meet, if you are struggling... If you are just treading water, don't make the holidays a bad thing by putting you in debt. Don't make the holidays negative. Draw lines ahead of time. And, and, you know, I was so good to hear this where a family member reached out to my friend and he was saying, he says, you know, I, I actually made sense. I just never thought of it. You know, he was single, has a good job is on a second career, retired from a first job, and says, you know, it didn't even cross my mind, but I have nieces and nephews and cousins and everything that I buy gifts for, but their families are bigger, married couples, a couple of kids, sports, everything else going on. And he was so glad that, you know, his cousin and his aunt said something. So, you know, I figured I'd bring that out there. Don't go in debt because of Christmas. Don't, you know, you want Christmas to be a happy time of year. You want the holidays to be positive. There is nothing wrong with drawing a limit, especially if you're a single person, especially if you're just a couple and you're still struggling to make ends meet because you're just starting your careers or you're still in school and working part-time. This is not a time to take out those store credit cards, those credit cards, and pack up some debt because you'll be paying for it for the next year or so. And with interest rates the way they are, you just don't want to do that. So it's, it's not an issue to draw a limit, especially if you have... You know, brothers or sisters that have three or four kids or or a bunch of kids and say, hey, listen, it's just not there this year. I'm going to buy each of your kids a gift, but I'm not going to get you a gift. Don't have to get us a gift. But, uh, you know, Christmas is for the kids. The holidays are for the kids. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And I'm going to have a $25 limit. There's nothing wrong with that. And if somebody has a problem with that, then you probably don't need to be getting them anything to begin with or spending your time during the holidays with them. 
if that's what your budget allows, and, and sit down and figure it out. Hey, how many people do I have to get gifts for? I mean, workplaces do it all the time when they do these Secret Santa things. They say, okay, there's a $20 limit or whatever limit. Feel that that's okay for uh, your family, too, for your friends. And say, hey, I, I know in the past we've done these things. Times are tough. Bills are higher. Just got my car insurance bill. Just got whatever it is. There, there's no shame in that. Hey, I, I, want, I want to be with you for the holidays. I want to hang out. You know, let's all get together and everybody bring a dish. You know, let's do something like that. Or everybody bring a bottle of something and we'll have some wine. We'll have some drinks. You know, that's the memories that the holidays should be about. You know, sitting down, hanging out, having a good time, having food. It's not that material thing, most of which you're probably not going to use anyway. So it's, it's fine. It's okay to say, hey, this is my budget this year. This is what I can get. This is what I can't get. This is my limit. So... Don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to initiate that conversation. Don't be afraid to say, hey, you know, it's just not there this year. I can't go in debt. Things are tough. We don't know where things are going next year. You know, here's, here's what we can do. And uh, set that limit. The last thing you want to do is to have a negative feeling about the holidays. You know, that January, February where you go, start getting the bills, and you're like, oh, my God, what did I do? Oh, I shouldn't have did that. And, you know, I shouldn't have got that. I shouldn't have spent that much on this person. Shouldn't have got that for this person. And it doesn't matter who it is. Have the conversation. The people will understand. And, again, if they don't, then you probably have to reconsider why you're hanging out with them for the holidays to begin with. And if they're family, hey, you shrug your shoulders and say, hey, this is where I'm at. Sorry. Family. Got to deal with it. It's uh, 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 327, 62 degrees and mostly cloudy outside. It was uh, too hot to handle by the group UFO, as requested from Mike from Plains. Again, you want to hear some bumper music today? Let's uh, turn this into our show. So just uh, text in 570-883-0098. Call in. Let Jake know. Say, hey, can you play this? Or come on hold and go on the air and ask you want to hear something today. That's uh, somebody texted in and we were talking about, you know, the importance of the holidays is not spending as much money as you can and putting yourself in debt. But, uh, you know, being with your friends and family, being with those you love, being thankful for those around you. And somebody said, you know, right on being with family and friends is good enough. And it, and it, and it is. It truly is. I I will gladly take you know, a day sitting around a fire with my friends than, uh, you know, exchanging whatever gifts there is. I will gladly take a day with my family laughing, you know, and playing cornhole or barbecuing or just hanging around the fireplace and laughing, watching silly movies than, uh, than anything else. We talked about this. Uh, I'm going to try and sneak in some real stories today, but we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's called the Silver Tsunami. And if this is specific to Pennsylvania to where, you know, despite Pennsylvania's surging tax collections in recent years, one state agency warns that budget deficit lies ahead, complicated even more by a shrinking labor force. The Independent Fiscal Office Economic and Budget Outlook for the next five years expects the deficit to rapidly expand from $624 million in the current fiscal year. Now, this is just Pennsylvania. To more than four billion by 2028, as averages as average spending outpaces tax revenues, the projected deficits are sufficient to eliminate the combined general fund and rainy day fund 
includes interest accrual balances by the end of the forecasted period. The latter includes $6.1 billion in emergency funds meant to sustain government operations during periods of economic turmoil. Treasurer Stacy Garrity says it's enough money to keep the state running for 48 days, three and a half days above the national median. So as far as our rainy day funds, we're in okay shape. We have enough to run the government for 48 days, three and a half days above the national median. The combination in declining revenues due in part to the state's reduction of its corporate net income tax rate, along with lower treasury collections and shrinking corporate profits, will widen the deficit. Spending will also rise from long-term care for disabled residents and those 75 and older. The IFO expects that the number of residents under 65 years old will decline by half a million by 2030, while those 65 and older will grow by half a million in that same period. That will put a strain on state spending. Medical assistance costs will balloon 44% through 2029, while long-term living expenses will increase by nearly two-thirds. Though some of that spending will is driven by state funds replacing pandemic aid, aging population care undercuts investments elsewhere. One of the biggest things we need to do, and it needs to start now, is we need to start attracting young workers to the Commonwealth to flourish here, to start families here, to create careers here, to create lives here. That's one of the biggest things we can do. And by slamming people, especially starting families, with water bills here in Scranton and across northeast Pennsylvania and the other costs of living is not doing that. But they're calling this the silver tsunami. And uh, if we do not start addressing it now, five years before it hits its peak, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble here. It's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 3.38, 62 degrees and mostly cloudy. Like you heard them say, the rain's moving in this evening. So if you're going out to a football game or something, make sure you bring your uh, rain jacket, umbrella, whatever you use out there. In inclement weather, the Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature-controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. And again, if you want to hear any specific song today, you want to hear something played, give us a call or text and let us know what you want to hear. We want to make you guys happy in your music selection. I, I know I like listening to some music and some talk when I'm driving in the car as well. So we, we could mix it up a little bit, get you some music on the air today as you transverse your Friday evening. I saw this story, and one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about it, because the fines literally blew my mind. And, you know, I know we've seen this happen here and there, and it is the midst of hunting season, but two, two Ashley men were charged Wednesday with illegally shooting and wasting multiple white-tailed deer. Now, this was done out of season, during uh, during the summer, I believe. Yeah, during the summer in Butler Township. And it's uh, including a father, his young children, two men. I'm not going to say their names, but a man, 38, another male, 52, and two of their, one of their children, 8 and 12. Hunting deer over the season. Now, no, I know we hear about this. And I've had the game commission in here on the show. But one of the reasons 
outside of the fact that it's against the law, you're taking a natural resource away from the taxpayers of Pennsylvania, is the uh, court records show both men were issued summonses Wednesday with uh, orders to report for a preliminary hearing before Magistral District Judge Daniel O'Donnell. Again, not related. But the fines, if convicted, one of the gentlemen face $70,800 in fines, while the other person is facing a maximum penalty of $47,300. And you heard that right. One of the gentlemen, and this is illegally taking deer in the summer with two gentlemen with two children, ages 8 and 12. Now, outside of the not wearing orange, out of season and everything else, but make sure you take this down. If convicted, one of the gentlemen faces $70,800 in fines, while the other one faces a maximum penalty of 47300 now, again, these are maximum penalties. And, you know, we are in the middle of hunting season. So I wanted to put this out there. So if you, the thought crossed your mind, hey, I don't have that license. Hey, I don't, you know, I only have a doe license, but, you know, I only have a buck license. I don't have a doe license. But if I take a doe, who, what does it matter? And, and such like that. Don't do it. <laughs> it's truly not worth it. I mean, there are plenty of availability for licenses out there. There are plenty of opportunity to hunt legally in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I've taken advantage of that many years before I even became a resident with out-of-state hunting licenses, you know, when my parents lived here. Enjoy these seasons each and every year here, as do many others. And that's why when you when you illegally poach deer, when you take deer out of season, you do, you're taking resources away from other hunters you're taking people to enjoy that sort of thing you know that who knows during the summertime they're shooting deer it could have been that next year's huge buck you know they don't have antlers at that time of year in early summer so you know why why do that and why would you look to face yourself with seventy thousand dollars or forty seven thousand dollars in fines is beyond me so I, i just wanted to stress that story out there uh, as an avid hunter here in Pennsylvania, have many friends who hunt here in Pennsylvania, friends with many of our game commission officers, it's just not worth it. Again, there are plenty of opportunities, you know, spend a little money, get the license. Even if you think you probably won't see an animal, if, if there's a license available for you and there's a chance you might see it, just get the license. Um, you know, my wife yells at me all the time because I did that and said, hey, you know, I I saw more bear during bow season than I ever did during bear season, rifle season. So, you know, you just get the license early. You get everything you need to get. You know, same thing with, uh, you know, your fur trapping and everything else you need to, to have. So just make sure you get properly credentialed when you go out in the Pennsylvania fields because you don't want to be facing 70000 or $47,000 in fines. It's uh, 343 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 347, 62 degrees. Have some breaking news out of New York City. It appears that the uh, Trump mistrial request has been denied in a $250 million New York fraud case. Uh, that's not unexpected, but just some breaking news that's coming across now. So the mistrial 
that was requested by the defense attorneys was denied, so that case will continue. And again, not, nothing that's uh, not surprising. Got some text message of the last story. Uh, hey, Rob, I like the fines. Wishes they were more. And uh, you can also think it's uh, paying to reach those idiots' children not to do this crap. What imbeciles. Yeah. I mean, it was a bad example, and I'm sure that's part of the high fines there. And uh, it, it does appear that they just shot them and left them. And so it's not like they were feeding their families or doing anything like that. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we talked earlier about the early in the week about the the government shutdown that was supposed to be today. And we've avoided that because they've kicked the can down the road, but it's now officially kicked down the road. The House passed their portion earlier in the week, Tuesday, I believe. Um, the Senate passed, and now Biden signed the bill yesterday, averting a government shutdown for now. But Israel and Ukraine aid is still stalled. It was not part of that temporary spending bill. But it does keep things at the current uh, current level of spending. So the measure passed the House and Senate by a wide bipartisan majorities this week ensuring the government remains open until after the holiday season and potentially giving lawmakers more time to sort out their considerable differences over the government spending levels. Because did they really try this past three weeks, four weeks? Did we see any effort for them to try and not do a continuing resolution and actually come to an agreement? Not, not a single one. Nothing. The spending packages keep government funding at current levels for roughly two more months, while a long-term package is negotiated. Yeah, well, well, don't hold your breath on that. It splits the deadlines for passing a full-year appropriations bill to two dates, January 19th for some federal agencies and February 2nd for others. Creating two dates also increased the risk of a partial government shutdown. Yay. So here we are, same old, same old. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 354 here in the station, 62 degrees. Still getting some text message on those poachers out there. Say, Rob, they should uh, take those guys that shot the deer and revoke their hunting privileges indefinitely. I don't know if it's going to be indefinite, but I guarantee you their hunting privileges will be uh, revoked for an extended period of time. I don't know if indefinitely is in there. Not really sure how that works. But their hunting privileges will definitely be uh, revoked for, for a specific period of time. This is obviously, you know, the, the lack of mentorship to the children in such an outlaw way, no doubt. And uh, says the losers and their names should be public. Thanks, John. John, I agree with you. They, their names are in the article. It's really not uh, relevant to me discussing it here. My... my my bringing the issue up was more of a, hey, don't do these things because look at the fines that these guys are facing. And that's including losing their weapons. That includes having their hunting privileges restricted for how many ever years they decide on top of the monetary value. But in this day and age, you shoot a couple of deer, you leave them to rot, $70,000 fine. Was it really worth it? Is any of it worth it? So that's... Uh, that was my main point of the story. But if, if you read the story in our local papers, their names are in there. And they can be uh, easily found. 
Now, there's been a battle in Harrisburg over uh, – there's been a, a battle over the uh, funding for some of our – how do you put it? Quasi-Pennsylvania State Universities. I mean, we have our, our PASHI system, the state universities, which is Bloomsburg, Clarion, Shippensburg, um, you know, Westchester, there's a whole bunch of them. Those are state universities, and there's quasi-state universities like Penn State, Pitt, Temple, and, and there's a few more in there. But they just found out that millions of Pennsylvania funding meant for Pitt and Temple isn't going directly to the schools. Even lawmakers didn't know about it. And two lawmakers are now condemning the practice in which money appears to arrive at the universities via an indirect route in order to obtain federal matching funds for the associated health care organizations. So the Pennsylvania legislature decides X amount of dollars goes to these universities. And then somehow, somewhere, that gets divided to other groups so it could get matching federal funds. So it kind of goes about a roundabout way, and it really... is unknown to the legislatures that take our tax dollars and send them to these. Now, this was a story from the uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that ran, and it says, A series of written questions to several state agencies and the universities over the course of two days yielded answers which, taken together, indicate that some of the state-appropriated money arrives at the universities via an indirect route in order to obtain federal matching funds for health care organizations, associated with the school because that dynamic is almost entirely unknown to lawmakers who vote on the appropriations, or at least it's not publicly acknowledged. It was not clear exactly what process is being followed. The involvement of federal matching funds is not mentioned in the bills approved by lawmakers. So our lawmakers are deciding you know, X amount of dollars goes to these universities and somewhere, somewhere else outside the legislature. Now, mind you, this is the law that grants this money. It's being diverted to other places for a good purpose, apparently, to get matching federal funds. But that's not dictated in the law. There's no control over that. It's just ripe with something to go wrong. And again, this is our money. It's our tax dollars. Now, one of the good things, now this story was from two days ago. I was originally going to speak on it yesterday uh, before I came, didn't come in. Uh, one of the good things is that they've had made some leeway and more transparency is now because this is still pending. They're still arguing about these funds to these quasi-state universities in Harrisburg. One of the positives of that is the update on that bill, the amendments to the bill to grant that money has included more transparency to where something like this doesn't happen. It's our tax dollars. And the legislatures are the one who write the law to transfer that tax dollars from the Commonwealth, from our pockets to the Commonwealth, to these universities. They should know specifically and exactly how it gets there, how it's used, and what it's matched with. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. It's the 4 o'clock hour. We'll be back after these messages. 